0: chapter 6 and uh, verse number 16 says these six things doth the lord hate yea seven are an abomination unto him and i want you to understand before we read these these things uh, that if you're not familiar with that word abomination that's that's uh, at least to my knowledge. That's the strongest word in expressing God's hate of something. In fact, uh, if you look up the Hebrew definition of that word, it means you will find it's it's something that's disgusting or it's something that disgusts. So so let's put it in that terminology. These things disgust God. They are disgusting to God. And and I want you to notice. In this list, it's not some of the in this list that are an abomination. It's it's not some of the, the the immorality and sinfulness that is in our world. And obviously, there are other things that are an abomination, and there are things that God hates. We know that God hates the killing of innocent life, and and there are other things that God hates. But I want you to notice this list because some of those things. For many of us, as believers, they don't really apply to us. It's things that the world is doing. It's things that the world is supportive of, that, that we look at them um, as an abomination and, and can't believe that the world would do those things. But these things that are an abomination unto the Lord are things that apply to us, most of them. A proud look. A lying tongue, now here's one that I just referenced a moment ago, but hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. These things are disgusting to God. God hates these things. And yeah, there are a couple of things in there that first and foremost, I would say, apply to the world, apply to sinners. But most of this list here are things that we could find some kind of an example of in the church. And God hates these things. I want to mainly draw your attention in these verses to verse number 19 and particularly the second half of that verse. He that soweth discord among the brethren. The New Living Translation says verse 19 this way, a false witness who pours out lies. And then, and then I, I, I listen to the term that is used here and, and, and The King James, it's brethren, but I want you to notice, in fact, I'm going to read three more translations of this verse. And I want you to notice the word that's used here in place of brethren. So again, a false witness who pours out lies. And then here it is, a person who sows discord in a family. So the word family here is replacing the word brethren from the King James. The New Century Version says it this way. A witness who lies and someone who starts arguments among families. And then the Message Bible, a mouth that lies under oath and then a troublemaker in the family. A troublemaker in the family. God hates, God hates those that sow discord among the brethren those who stir up trouble in a family i don't think i have to tell most of you watching this that we are also the family of god there are multiple uh symbols or analogies that god uses throughout scripture to to uh say what we are as the church And one of those things that we are is we are a family. That's why we call each other brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. Because we are the family of God. And God hates those who stir up trouble in the family. And let me just make it plain here. We're not talking in the context of the world and sinners or backsliders, those that are in the family who stir up the family, and I believe the primary context of what he's saying here, and how that discord is sown, is by our mouths. It is by our words. And and I I uh, I, I I know the first couple of weeks it. At least what I recall was a little more encouraging, uplifting, and trying to give hope and faith and whatever, and and we've kind of these last couple of weeks gotten more down to some nitty-gritty things. But we're dry docked. <laughs> and I think there's a few things God wants to do in and that He's already doing, but in the remainder of this time that when we come out of this, that that there's gonna be some things that have been uh fixed or repaired. Uh, hopefully, some things maybe that he's taken out of us and 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 eliminated from us, and hopefully some things that he's put into us. So the, the the primary way is that discord is sown is by our words. It's by gossip. I know most of us. Most of us never consider ourselves a gossip. No offense to anyone that may be watching that possibly sort of fits this description. Uh, so please forgive me, but I think oftentimes we we think of a gossip, we think of this little old gray-headed lady uh, or a couple of little old gray-headed ladies that are just, yeah, 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 and about everything. Listen to what the word gossip means according to a couple of uh, regular old dictionaries. In fact, if you will Uh, If you'll do a word search in the King James Bible for the word gossip, you're you're not going to find the actual word there. You are going to find a lot of principles that deal with gossip. But according to the Cambridge Dictionary, gossip is conversation or reports about other people's private lives that might be unkind, disapproving, or not... True. Get that first part. Conversations or reports about other people's lives, excuse me, other people's private lives. They may be unkind, disapproving, or not true. The bottom line is they may be true. And then the dictionary.com defines gossip as Idle talk or rumor. Especially about the personal or private affairs of others. Now I want you to notice that that the dictionary.com definition here. I, I want you to notice that in that definition there is nothing said about what's being said being wrong or false. It is idle talk or rumor about the personal or private affairs of others. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it plainly right now. There is a bit too much of talk about people's private stuff that goes on amongst people in this congregation. And you're sowing discord, and it is an abomination to God. We may want to go back to those first couple of weeks. That may be a little more enjoyable than this. There's there's two words. You won't find the word gossiper in the Bible. But there are two words that essentially are synonyms of a gossiper. One of them, we'll find it in Proverbs 16 and 28. A froward man soweth strife and a whisperer separateth chief friends. So the first word is a whisperer. A whisperer separateth chief friends. The message Bible says it this way. Troublemakers start fights. Gossips break up friendships troublemakers start fights gossips break up friendships the word whisperer in the hebrew means this to murmur to complain to whisper it is a backbiter a slanderer a talebearer or a talebearer you ever notice what, is, what sound do you make to get somebody's attention when you want to whisper to them and tell them a secret? Psst. Psst. That, that's how we, when we're trying to be quiet, we're, we're trying to tell a secret. It's psst. and And most of the time, in the context of the whisperer and what uh, is talking about here in verse 28 It it may not be literally preceded by a psst, but figuratively it could be. I want you to think for a moment, what animal has a sound that's similar to that? Psst. The animal I referenced last week that I found the skin of in the vines in my backyard. You might want to be careful if what somebody's telling you is preceded by a psst, or if it could be preceded by a cuz cuz that also is the implication is listen you, you got to I got to be quiet cuz I can't be heard I don't want to be heard so I need you to listen carefully I, I don't know maybe I I've got no bible to say this just using my imagination maybe that's what happened to Eve when she was taking a look at that forbidden tree. Maybe she heard a psst, psst hey Eve. Or, or let, me, let me give you a couple of other phrases that are sometimes catchphrases that we should be careful of when somebody precedes what they're about to tell us with these, hey, did you hear? Did, did you hear about so-and-so? You, you, you might not. I'm not saying it every time somebody says that it's gossip or it's, it could be a great report and a testimony, but it's a common thing. That phraseology is common when somebody's about to tell you something they really have no business telling you. Did you hear? Or, or how about this one? You didn't hear it from me, but. You didn't hear it from me, but did you hear so-and-so and so-and-so are, 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 are in a relationship? You didn't hear it from me, but did you hear so-and-so did such-and-such? You are sowing discord. And God hates it. And if it's what God hates, it's a dangerous thing to be doing and associating yourself with with something that God hates. So whisperer is the first word. Let's let's see the other word here. Proverbs 11 and 13 a tale bearer. So there it is. Whisperer and talebearer are two of the terms we can find in scripture that essentially is a synonym for for gossiper. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. And we're going to come back in the closing of this session to some things that tie in with the second half of that verse. But you want to know about somebody's spirit? You want to know about somebody's character? take a look if they are revealing secrets or if they are concealing the matter. Message Bible says it this way. Not sure if I've ever even heard this word before, but a gadabout gossip. A gadabout gossip can't be trusted with a secret. But someone of integrity won't violate a confidence. Tailbearer means this. It is a slanderer. It is an informer. And then listen to the root. I found this to be really intriguing. The root word of tailbearer means to travel for trading. To travel for trading. So I'm going to give you something in exchange that you're going to give me something. I'm going to tell you something I know that you may not know in exchange for you telling me something you know that I may not know. I'm going to throw out a little bait about what I know about so-and-so to see if you know more about them than I do and if you, in fact, will return that. He that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Listen to what a few more verses say about a tailbearer. The words of a tailbearer, Proverbs 18 and 8. The words of a tailbearer are as wounds. And they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs 20 and 19, he that goeth about as a tailbearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. You know, here's one of the problems we have. Here's one of the problems with whisperers and tailbearers. They are willing to tell stuff that they do not know whether or not it's even fully the truth. Based on the possibility that it may be true. But here's the thing, I, I, I've walked through the years, and I think many of you probably could test, attest to this as well. Most people don't retrace their steps when they find out the truth. They don't go through a mental checklist and go, oh man, I told this person and that person and that person. I gotta go back to them and make it right. Doesn't happen. The problem is you have no idea. Chances are if you're talking to somebody that wants to hear gossip, then they are in turn going to gossip. There's an old statement that knowledge is power. Oh, how many times do we use, is could that be applicable in the church? Where we know something. We know some things and we let people know. We don't always let them know what we know. We just let them know we know. But again, the person that is likely to listen and want to hear the whispers, the gossip, they're not going to keep it to themselves. So not only does the gossiper not go back to the person they told, they've got no idea how much it spread. I know, I know, there, there's some other things I am sure. Confident that God, the reason why God's got us dry docked. But I, I'm going to tell you in my spirit this evening... I feel like that this, this, this session right now is something we need to let God help us with. We need to come out of this time of isolation, letting God help, having helped us learn how to be somebody that is trustworthy and that is not sowing discord. He that goeth about as a tailbearer revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth. Don't don't get caught up with that person. Proverbs 26 and 20. Where there is, where, where no wood is, there the fire go without. So where there is no tail bearer, the strife ceaseth. Message Bible: When you run out of wood, the fire goes out. When the gossip ends, the quarrel dies down. Now, yeah, there are fires that you know, a, a house catching on fire. There's other kinds of fires that uh you don't want to let them go you want to put them out but if you've got a, a fire in the fireplace or if you've you've got a campfire you've built and and it's in a you know it's in a fire pit and and it's contained and you can get that thing blazing pretty good but it's in it's in that fire pit and, and the you don't need to go get water to put it out all you need to do is stop adding wood and when you stop adding wood I know this is, this is very deep. I know this is very deep, but when you stop adding wood, the fire goes out. When the, when the words that provide the fuel for something to continue stop, the fire goes out. Where there's no tailbearer, the strife ceases. You know another thing that's so amazing about the whisperer and the tailbearer? They are the ones that get the most offended when they are the ones gossiped about (laughs) They are the ones that get the most upset when they find out people have been talking about them. It's kind of odd how that works. You would think somebody who is a whisperer and a tailbearer would expect it just goes with the territory. It doesn't work that way. Proverbs 17 and 9 and this ties back in to Proverbs 11 and 13 which again that says the talebearer revealeth secrets but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. So Proverbs 17 and 9 says he that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth friends. Now, I understand there's an idea of covering and hiding things for a wrong motive. You do something wrong and you don't want to get caught, you don't want to get in trouble and and you cover your tracks. But, but there's, there's a principle in scripture. It's, it's. It's not the same motive. It's not like a politician who's done wrong in his past and he's trying to hide it and cover it up because if it gets found out, it will, it will ruin his career. It will ruin his reputation. That, that's not the, the con, the motive from a scriptural perspective, the basic motive to me of, of this hiding and covering is that if this can be dealt with and, and, and and repented of and overcome in private, that person can move on and find restoration and wholeness. So that's that's the idea of covering here. Listen to what first Peter 4 and 8 says above all things have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover Charity shall cover. Charity is love. Agape love shall cover the multitude of sins. Love covers. Love covers. If you're gossiping, if you're whispering, if you're tale-bearing, you are not participating in the love of Jesus Christ because love covers. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this a little, maybe a little bit more practical here for a moment than I, maybe I should, but I am anyway. <laughs> if you're sitting in a conversation with you and one other person, that's a good idea, that's a good indicator. It ought to stay between the two of you. I, 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 I oh boy, I, I'm feeling just like I do I guess in a regular setting, but here we go. I've, over the last several months, been a couple times where I've had to try to clean up some messes because people have heard stuff or stuff they've told somebody that really should have been private has been told to others. Well, they didn't tell me it was incompetence. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Are you, you have that little character and integrity that you've got to be sworn to secret, secrecy? You don't have enough spirituality and enough love for God and the people of God that if somebody's talking to you in a private setting and just the two of you, that that's a really good indicator. They don't want it published to the world or even a few others. Right, what in the world are you talking about? Why, why are you on this? Of all the things, because it sows discord, causes division, it it causes factions. You know what? There are times. I there's some probably even some of you watching don't really believe this, but that's that's between you and Jesus. There are times there are things that go on, people do, people in leadership do that is a known by things that are that are sin, <laughs> lifestyles that are wrong and 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 apparently everybody knows and I will put my hand on a bible that there have been times that there were things that everybody knew and assumed I knew that I did not know. But I'll tell you the flip side of that there's some things that people don't know that I know. <laughs> I mean, the person that did them knows I know because we talked. The person that did them knows I know because we've worked through those things. But nobody else knows. We, we, we should not, those of us that are currently a part of this body, but those that will come in the future that God would add to us, we should never have to walk into any kind of a setting, whether it's a church service, an oikos, uh, some other kind of ministry function. We should never have to walk into any kind of a setting with some kind of uncomfortableness because we think people, well they know, they know what I did, they know I messed, they know mistakes I made. Of course, nowadays, it's not just simply by what we say verbally. As you well know, it's by what we text. You know what's probably a really good thing to use as a measurement? Before you start to tell Joe about what happened with Sam, why don't you think, would Sam care if i'm telling joe or if sam was here right now would she would would he care if i'm telling joe (laughs) but we don't we we get we get caught up and i you know what I'm, i'm just gonna throw this out there as well it's it's oftentimes the ladies the sisters are stereotyped more as the gossipers but men know how to do it just as well God hates those who sow discord. And I'm telling you this evening, under these unusual circumstances, with all kinds of other things that I know would be much more enjoyable for me to be teaching and for you to be hearing right now, but I I feel a burden in my spirit this evening to challenge this congregation The whisperer, the tail bearer, the backbiter. It's not pleasing to God. I'm going to go back, closing with this. I'll go back to remind you of the definition from dictionary.com. Because I think oftentimes we think of gossip pretty much in the context of telling something that's not true. But that's not the case. I can be telling something that is absolutely totally true, but have no valid reason to be telling it. And that that's gossip. It can be true, but it's gossip. I challenge you with something. The safest place. If you're struggling with something, if, if there's if there's somebody you know that's struggling with something, if your attitude and your spirit, if your motive is right, you will go vertical with what you have to say. If you're going horizontal, if you're going to peers about concerns or issues with others, you don't have a right motive and a right spirit what I mean by going vertical go to your go to your deacon go to your ministry department head go to another elder in the church come to me oh I don't want to do that brother right up kind of hard to not question a motive if that's well I don't want to tattle it's amazing we don't want to tattle but we'll talk peer to peer I'm not going to go tell somebody in leadership what we know about or what we think is an issue, but we'll, we'll go peer to peer. Where, should know it by heart, but I'm going to read it one more time as I quit. Where no wood is, the fire goes out. Where there's no bearer, the strife ceaseth. Father, I'm asking you to help us tonight. God, I I believe with all of my heart there's a variety of things you're doing in us collectively as a church and individually. Collectively is the church, the body of Christ worldwide. But I believe there's things you're doing in Antioch Central and I believe there's things you're wanting to do in our lives individually. And I pray, God, that in the next few days as we continue for whatever period of time in this, this season of isolation that we're in, that you cause every one of us, help every one of us to do some self-evaluation in this area. To be very honest and open with ourselves and more importantly with you. Are we are we participating in things? Are we participating in conversations that are sowing discord among the brethren? And if so, help us to change our ways. Help us to be one of those that conceals a matter, not, not out of the wrong motive, not trying to hide, to get away with, but but out of love to cover, love covers, love covers to, to give the individual who's made a mistake and who's messed up to have a chance to get things right. Help us tonight, help us as a congregation, in Jesus' name, Amen.